Hello everyone. Welcome back to Story Time with me. I am your host Priyanshu and this is chapter 4 of 5 Go to Smuggler's Stop. And this chapter is named as Smuggler's Stop. The car sped on mostly along the coast though it sometimes went inland for a few miles but sooner or later it was in sight of the sea again. The children enjoyed the long drive. They were to stop somewhere for lunch and the driver told them he knew of a good cafe. At half past 12 he drew up outside a cafe and they all trooped in. Julian took charge and ordered lunch. It was a very good one and all the children enjoyed it. So did Timmy. The cafe owner liked dogs and put down such a piled up plate for Timmy. that the dog hardly liked to begin on his meal in case it wasn't for him he looked up at george and she nodded to him it's your dinner timmy eat it up so he ate it hoping that if they were going to stay anywhere they might be staying at the cafe meals like this didn't arrive every day for a hungry dog But after lunch the children got up they went to find the driver who was having his lunch in kitchen with the cafe owner and his wife they were old friends of his well i hear you are going to castaway said the cafe owner getting up you be careful there castaway said julian is that what the hill is called where smugglers stop is that's its name said the cafe owner why is it called that said n what a funny name were people cast away on it once when it was an inland oh no the old story goes that the hill was once joined to the mainland said the cafe owner but there were bad people there and one of the saints became angry with the place and cast it away into the sea where it became an island and so it was called castaway said dick but perhaps it has got good again because the sea has gone away from it and you can walk from the mainland to the hill can't you yes there's one good road you can take said the cafe owner but you be careful of wandering away from it if you go walking on it the marsh will suck you down in no time if you set foot on it It sounds like a very exciting place," said George. "Smuggler's stop on Castaway Hill. Only one road to it. Time to get on," said the driver, looking at the clock. "You have got to be there before tea," your uncle said. They got into the car again. Timmy clambering over legs and feet to a comfortable place on George's lap. He was far too big and heavy to lie there. but just occasionally he seemed to want to and george never had the heart to refuse him they drove off they drove off once more and fell asleep and the others fell drowsy too the car pewed on and on it began to rain and the countryside looked rather dreary the driver turned around after a while and spoke to julian we are coming near to castaway hill we'll soon be leaving the mainland and taking the road across the marsh julian woke and 
They all sat up expectantly, but it was very disappointing after all. But it was very disappointing after all. The marshes were full of mist. The children couldn't pierce through it with their eyes. And could only see the flat road they were on, raised a little higher than the surrounding flat marsh. When the mist shifted a little now and again, the children saw a dreary space of flat marsh on either side. Stop a minute," said Julian. "I'd like to see what the marsh is like." "Well, don't step off the road," warned the driver, stopping the car, "and don't you let." That dog out. Once he runs off the road and gets into the marsh, he will be gone for good. What do you mean by gone for good? Said Anne, her eyes wide. He means the marsh will suck down to me at once. Said Julian. Shut him in the car, George. So Timmy, much to his disgust, was shut safely in the car. He pawed at the door and tried to look out of the window. The driver turned and spoke to him. "It's all right. They will be back soon, boy." But Timmy whined all the time. The others were out of the car. He saw them go to the edge of the road. He saw Julian jump down the couple of feet that raised the road above the marsh. There was a line of raised stones. Running in the marsh alongside the road, Julian stood on one of these, peering at the flat marsh. "It's mud," he said. "Loose, squelchy mud. Look, when I touch it with my foot, it moves. It would soon suck me down if I trod heavily on it." Anne didn't like it. She called to Julian, "Come up on the road again. I'm afraid you will fall in." Mist were writhing and swirling over the salty marshes. It was a weird place, cold and damp. None of the children liked it. Timmy began to bark in the car. Tim will scratch the car to bits if we don't get back," said George. So they all went back, rather silent. Julian wondered. How many travelers had been lost in that strange sea marsh? Oh, there are lots of people who have never been heard of again," said the driver. When they asked him, they say there are one or two winding paths that go to the hill from the mainland that were used before the road was built. But unless you know very every inch of them, you are off them in a second. And find your feet sinking in the mud. It's horrible to think about," said Anne. "Don't let's talk about it any more. Can we see Castaway Hill yet? Yes, there it is, looming up in the mist," said the driver. "The top of it is out of the mist. See, strange place, isn't it?" The children looked in silence. Out of the slowly moving mist rose a tall, steep hill, whose rocky sides were as steep as cliffs. The hill seemed to swim in the mist, and to have no roots in the earth. It was covered with buildings, 
which even at the distance looked old and quaint. Some of them had towers. That must be smuggler's top, said Julian, pointing. It's like an old building of centuries ago, probably is. Look at the tower it has. What a wonderful view you would get from it. The children gazed at the place where they were to stay. It looked exciting and impressive, certainly, but it also looked a bit scary. It's sort of, sort of secret, somehow, said N, putting into words what the others were thinking. I mean, it looks as if it's kept all kinds of strange secrets down the centuries. I bet it could tell plenty of tales. The car drove on again, quite slowly, because the mist came down thickly. The road had a line of cat's eyes set all along the middle, and when the driver switched on his fog lights, they shone brightly and guided him well. Then as they neared Castaway Hill, the road began to slope upwards. We go through a big archway soon, said the driver, that used to be where the city gate once was, the whole town is surrounded by walls still, just as it used to be in the old days. It's wide enough to walk on, and if you start at a certain place and walk long enough, you will come around to the place you started at. All the children made up their minds to do this without fail. What a view they would have all around the hill if they chose a clear day. The road became steeper and the driver put the engine into a lower gear. It groaned up the hill. Then it came to an archway from which old gates were fastened back. It passed through, and the children were in castaway. It's almost as if we've gone back through the centuries and come to somewhere that existed ages ago, said Julian, peering at the old houses and shops with their cobbled streets. Their diamond-paned windows and stout old doors. They went up the winding high street and came at last. And came at last to a big gateway, set with wrought iron gates. The driver hooted, and they opened. They swept into a steep drive and at last stopped in front of a smuggler's stop. They got out, feeling suddenly shy. The big old house seemed to be frowned down at them. It was built of brick and timber, and its front door was as massive as that of a castle. Strange gables jutted here and there over the diamond-paned windows. The houses one tower stood sturdily at the east side of the house, with windows all around. It wasn't a square tower, but a rounded one, and it ended in a point. Smuggler's Top, said Julian. It's a good name for it somehow. I suppose lots of smuggling went on here in the old days. Dick rang the bell. To do this, he had to pull down an iron handle, and they heard a jangling in the house. There was a sound of running feet, and the door was opened. It opened slowly, for it was heavy. Inside stood two children 
one a girl of about Anne's age and the other a boy of Dick's age. Here you are at last, cried the boy, his dark eyes dancing. I thought you were never coming. This is Sooty, said Dick to the girls, who hadn't met him before. They stared at him. He was certainly very, very dark. Black hair, black eyes, black eyebrows, and a tanned face. In contrast to him, the girl beside him looked pale and delicate. She had golden hair, blue eyes, and her eyebrows were so faint they could hardly be seen. This is Maribel, my sister, said Sooty. I always think we look like Beauty and Beast. Sooty was nice. Everyone liked him at once. George found herself twinkling at him in a way quite strange to her. For usually, she was shy of strangers and would not make friends for some time. But who could help liking Sooty with his dancing black eyes and his really wicked grin? Come in, said Sooty. Driver, you can take the car around to the next door and Block will take in the luggage for you and give you tea. Suddenly Sooty's face lost its smile and grew very solemn. He had seen Timmy. Oh, that's not your dog, is it? He said. He's mine, said George. And she laid a protecting hand on Timmy's head. I had to bring him. I can't go anywhere without him. Yes, but no dogs allowed at Smuggler's Stop. said Sooty, still looking very worried and glancing behind him as if he was afraid someone might come along and see Timmy. My stepfather won't allow any dogs here. Once I brought in a straight and he was angrier than I have ever seen him before. George looked stubborn and sulky. I thought, I thought, maybe we could hide him somewhere while we were here, said, she said. But if that's how you feel, I'll go back home with the car. Goodbye. She turned and went after the car, which was backing away. Timmy went with her. Sooty stared and then he yelled after her. Come back, stupid. We'll think of something. So this was chapter 4. Hope you all enjoyed it. And I'll be back with another chapter. Till then, stay tuned and be happy. Bye for now.